Here's a question for everybody this morning. Does anyone think after looking at the world today, after looking at the news, after listening to the radio, after seeing videos, all the videos on social media, that evil doesn't exist? Good morning, Christian America. My friends, it does. I, you, you don't have to search it out. You don't have to uh, go on a, on a, on a expedition to find evil and evil intent literally everywhere that we turn, everywhere that we look, uh, everything that we listen to nearly ha has evil intent behind it. Just look at what's going on in our country right now. It's everywhere. The violence, the hatred, the division, the, the jealousy, the envy. Uh, it takes a lot of different shapes. It takes a lot of different forms, but it is there. And if we, the Christian American community, don't come together, don't stand strong, don't protect our families and our friends from it, if we don't combat it where it exists, then I think we're kind of all doomed in that situation, right? Our children and our children's children are all kind of doomed in that situation. So let's think about that this morning. Let's talk about that this morning as we get our week started off right. So good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to revitalize our faith. We're trying to revitalize the faith of our brothers and sisters around us. We're trying to revitalize the faith of this nation. We are the Christian American revitalization effort. This is the Christian American community. You are part of that community. This podcast is the Good Morning Christian America podcast because we're here to tell you good morning. It is a good morning if you're if you're awake, if you if you're if God has blessed you to open your eyes this morning and take on the world, then he, then he still needs you. Then he, he still has a plan for you. If you're alive and well, if you're watching this, if you have air in your lungs, uh, if, if you have a functioning body, then God has a plan for you. Because if he didn't, then you wouldn't have those things. He would have already called you home. So he hasn't. So he's got a mission for you. He's got a job for you. He's laid it in advance. Paul tells us that in uh, the second chapter of Ephesians, that we are God's handiwork. You specifically are God's handiwork. Laid out, uh, prepared to do the works that he's laid out in advance for us. Those works, my friends, those works, before I even get started, to all the people. I'm not saying you're saved by works. I get so many emails. I get so many comments that say, well, you're not saved by works. You're not saved by works. I agree. You're not going to get an argument from me. I've never said that you're saved by works, that anyone has been saved by doing good works. Paul specifically, right before he says we are God's handiwork, uh, prepared to do the works that he's laid in advance, right before that he says that we are saved by grace. We are saved by God's mercy. So I'm not saying that. However, as Christians, we have responsibilities, and those responsibilities are to do the works that God has for us. Jesus himself says to pick up your cross and follow me. Do as he does, right? Lead people in the right direction. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love one another as you love yourself, and then pick up the cross and carry him. And that's what we need to do today. We need to pick up our crosses. We need to, and, and right now, as a society, as a country, as a community, as a, uh, as a civilization, we literally need to have a come to Jesus moment. 
we literally need to have a come to Jesus moment. That means we collectively, you individually, well, us together, this community, the Christian community at large, and this entire country need to turn ourselves towards Jesus. Because none of these problems, none of these divisions, none of these hatreds, none of these arguments, none of these debates are ever going to be solved by anything having to do with politics, anything having to do with you know, fighting and sending nasty messages and, and condescending memes all over social media, none of it will be solved that way. The only way you're going to see the divisions in this country, the divisions within our family, the divisions within ourselves solved is with Jesus Christ. So when I say we need to have a come to Jesus moment, we literally, literally, literally need to have a come to Jesus moment because without that, we are lost. But those of us, those of you, Christian faithful, the Christian American community dedicated to revitalizing our Christian faith in this country. You that have already turned that corner and marching towards Christ, uh, marching uphill towards Christ because it's not an easy road and it's not meant to be. We are called to stand strong in the faith. We are called to be faithful. We are called to stand in what Paul calls the full armor of God in Ephesians 6. We are called to take up that mantle. We are responsible. We are responsible for ourselves. We are responsible for our spouses. We are responsible for our children. We are responsible for our neighbors. We have to be responsible to one another, for one another. That is the Christian faith. And we can't allow our friends and our family and our children and our work and our uh, colleagues in the workplace, our fellow students, if you go to school, we can't allow them. You wouldn't. You wouldn't allow them to walk down some dangerous road fraught with potential death alone. Either you would walk with them or you preferably, you would try to talk them out of it. You would try to say, look, that's not the best path. Let's take a, a, a more safer path. Let's take a better path. Let's take a brighter path, one with sunlight rather than darkness, one with smooth roads rather than fraught with disaster, one towards life rather than one towards death. Not just life, but everlasting life. That's our responsibility. With the world in shambles, when the world is as divided as it is, our country as divided, divided as it is over the over freaking politics we cannot simply stand by we cannot simply stand by and let things happen jesus didn't stand by and let things happen he didn't just he didn't see people struggling and just walk on by he didn't see the blind just laying there helpless and not do anything he didn't see the lame you know, that they were carrying, they brought them to him. He didn't say, well, you know, to each his own. I don't know. I'm good. He didn't do any of that. What did he do? He helped. He gave sight to the blind. He, he gave, he let the lame walk. He helped people. He cleansed lepers. He is a healer. He took action. And when he saw inappropriate action, like the money changers in the temple, he took action. When he saw people leading people astray, he voiced the opposition. And he said, if you're going to be causing people to stumble, if you're going to be that scandalian, if you're going to be that stumbling block, 
It'd be better that a millstone be tied around your neck and you'd be thrown in the sea. Not my words, those Jesus' words. He took action. He spoke up. He stood up. And then he even sacrificed himself to show uh, just his greatness and mercy. Okay? I'm, I'm not even saying we should sacrifice ourselves in that manner. Although you should find ways to sacrifice yourself in other ways. Sacrifice your time, sacrifice your talent, sacrifice your treasure in order to help other people. If we're called by Christ, if we call ourselves Christians, we have to be able to stand up to that moniker. We have to be able to stand up to that name. The name Christian has Christ in it. How dare we take the name of Christian without trying to at least in some form or fashion work our lives and our words and our deeds and, 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 our, and those of our family towards Christ? How dare we? How dare we call ourselves that if we're not willing to do any work on behalf of him? Especially at a time like this, especially when our nation seems to be just ripping at the seams, especially when drug abuse is extremely high, especially, especially when alcohol abuse is extremely high, especially when mental and behavior and emotional health is extremely high, especially when suicide is and, and suicides to our to some of the most precious people that we have, to our service members, to our veterans that have sacrificed numbers through the roof, to our children, 18 to 25, through the roof. Suicide numbers through the roof. College students through the roof. That's our problem. It's not their problem. It's not someone else's problem. It's your problem. It's my problem. It's our problem together. Why is it our problem? Because we have the answer. We have the answer. Imagine having the cure. Imagine having the cure and looking at a bunch of sick people. I'll say it again. Imagine having a cure while looking at a bunch of sick people. What type of individual would keep that cure to themselves? What kind of selfish, arrogant, self-absorbed person would keep that, that antidote, would keep that cure and watch people on TV die by the millions and watch people on social media tear each other apart, die a bit each and every day that, you know, their, their lives are essentially crumbling and they don't even know it. But here we are. Here we are with the cure in our hands. Actually, it's in our heart. But you get what I'm saying. And we don't want to give it. We don't want to show it. We, want, we don't want to tell people about it. We want, to be, we want to hoard it for ourselves. We want to keep it in our house. We want to keep it in our church. We don't want to share it with our friends. We don't want to share it with our family. What kind of person would do that? What kind of person would do that? You would say that that's a terrible person, that that person is doing the wrong thing. Maybe not a terrible person, but that that person is doing the wrong thing. And that person should figure out a way to share, right? Share the goodness, share that cure, share the healing. Well, that's us, ladies and gentlemen. If you call yourselves Christian, you should be sharing this medicine. You should be sharing the good news. You should be sharing the works, the deeds, the actions, the life, of Jesus Christ with people. You should be telling people that you have the cure, not to be so depressed, not to have so much anxiety that God will take care of it. Why? Because Jesus says, hey, I clothe the flowers of the field. I give food to the sparrows 
of the sky. Now, how much more does your father love you more than them? Greatly. You can't add a single hour to your day, Christ says, by worrying. Stop having so much anxiety. That's not an easy message. It's not easy to, to live to, but it gives hope. It gives hope to obviously people who don't have it because they're committing suicide in numbers we've never seen. We have the answers, ladies and gentlemen. We have the cure. We have the ability to help people. Our faith in Christ, it's not just us, it's not us that's making it happen. It's Jesus that makes it happen. It's Christ that makes it happen. He's the one who heals, but we can bring them. We can bring our, our, our spouse, we can bring our children, no matter how old they are, they're still your children. We can bring our mother and our father, no matter how old they are. Everybody can come to Christ. Everybody has that ability. He grants everyone that access to give. All you have to do is have faith. Have faith in him. Believe in him. And we who already do that, we need to work on behalf of him. We got to pick up some of that slack. The apostles saw Jesus and they didn't just keep him to himself. When he ascended into heaven, what did they do? They got to work is what they got. That's what they got to do. They got to work. They went out there and started preaching the message. Day one. Soon as the Holy Spirit came out, came down like tongues of fire, immediately, immediately Peter took up that mantle and started speaking out on behalf of the risen Lord. And all, and from there, we have our early church. From our early church, it's expanded into what we know today. And it's still under attack. It's still under attack the way it was under attack from that very first day. It's our job as disciples, as believers, as followers, just as it was in their time, to do works on behalf of Christ, to do what is right and let people know, let our families, let our communities, let our country know what is right. None of these divisions can be solved politically because if they could, they would have already been if they could, they would have already been, but they can't because the divisions we have today strike at the core foundation of who we are. The divisions we have today strike at the core foundation of what we have built in this country, what this country is stands upon. And it stands upon the cornerstone that the builders rejected. It stands upon Christ. He is the cornerstone to us individually and he is the cornerstone to our civilization. Everything that this country has been built on has been centered around the idea that Christ gives us, centered around the idea that, that scripture provides us, that we are, that we are uh, created in God's image, that we are meant for, to do the works that he has called us to. Our founders knew it. They put a, a creator that provides inalienable rights. That's, that means rights that supersede everything because they come from God, not from government. Our founders knew it. And even then there were people trying to not include it, but they did because they knew that in order for this country to succeed, in order for this society, this society, a free society to be able to succeed, it has to be moral. And morality can't come from me. It can't come from you. It can't come from whoever the president is. It has to come from the one source that is objectively good one source 
that is exact, uh, objectively the truth. And that source is God. And until we remember that collectively, and, and until people who know that, like you and I, and this community, start to spread that message out to the people who we know, then we're gonna continue to struggle like this. We're gonna continue to be divided like this. This hatred is still gonna continue to run them up within our society. There's gonna be burnings and shootings and fights and divisions and hatred that gets spewed all over the place because these are the works of evil. And the only way to fight the works of evil is with works of good. The only way to defeat wickedness is with righteousness. The only way to defeat the dark is the light. Can't, I, I can't say it too many more different ways. Truth is truth. Objective truth is truth. Stop looking for truth elsewhere. Truth can only be found in the one place, in the one person who embodies truth. And that's Jesus Christ. He calls himself the truth. He is the truth. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed week. When you have conversations with your family and your friends, when you talk to, your, to, to the people that you talk with, this week, every day, make a conscious effort. Make a conscious effort to promote the word of God. Make a conscious effort to promote his kingdom and to seek his kingdom first, not second. You're supposed to give God the first fruits, not the leftovers. He gets it first. You seek the kingdom first, and then all else will be given to you, is what Jesus said. You don't seek all else, and then the kingdom will be given to you. That is, that's not how it works. Again, I'm not, I'm not theorizing this stuff. This is literally Matthew chapter 6. He says, seek the kingdom first, and all the other stuff will be given to you. So let's do that. And let's tell other people to do that too. Let's not force it on them, but let's encourage them. Because that's the only way we're going to break this trend. That's the only way we're going to break this division. It's through togetherness, loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving one another as you love yourself. If we don't do it, there's literally no one else. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed week. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Work hard. Work hard for Christ and seek the kingdom. And with that, you guys stay on fire for Christ and stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.